0: This is episode 64 of the Higher Christian Life broadcast, and my name is Steve McCraney. As we continue to look at the seven steps to fully surrender your life to the Lord, today we will focus on step six, which is yielding or surrendering control of your life to the Holy Spirit, who is probably the most misunderstood and overlooked member of the Trinity. Now, we know the doctrine of the Trinity teaches that God eternally exists as three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and each person is fully God, and there is one God. And we know that this is true about the triune nature of God, no matter how hard it is to get our little finite minds around it. But one point about the Trinity that is often overlooked is that even though they are all equally God, Father, Son, and Spirit, they have different and unique functions, especially regarding salvation and sanctification. So, even though the Spirit is as much God as Jesus and the Father, sadly, we must admit, He's the one person we spend the least amount of time with and the one we know the least about. And that's pretty sad. But to totally surrender to Him, we probably need to get to know Him a little better. And that's what we'll be discussing today. So, join us today as we look at 15 practical ways to deepen your relationship with the Holy Spirit. And in doing so, learn to embrace the higher Christian life. Let's jump right in, shall we? When we decide to fully yield our lives to the Lord, one essential step is surrendering control of everything to the Holy Spirit, who is probably the most misunderstood member of the Trinity. And this is because the doctrine of the Trinity, or try to explain the triune nature of God, is one of the most confusing teachings in Scripture. After all, we are finite beings who think in finite, logical, cause-and-effect terms. Yet God is infinite, off the scales, and His nature is beyond what we can explain or logically process in our finite minds. But let's try. The doctrine of the Trinity is defined as God eternally exists As three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and each person is fully God, and there is one God. Or to make it easier to digest, one, God is three persons, again, Father, Son, and Spirit, two, each person is fully God, and three, there is one God. But even though they are equally God, they have different and unique functions, especially regarding salvation and sanctification. For example, Scripture reveals God the Father is right now seated on His throne in heaven. Jesus is currently at the Father's right hand interceding for us. And where's the Holy Spirit? He's the one who now lives in us and empowers us with His gifts, guidance, and transforming power. The Spirit is not a force that emanates from the Father to do His will, like in Star Wars, but He is God Himself, co-equal, co-eternal, of the same essence as the Father and the Son. Yet even though the Spirit is as much God as Jesus and the Father, sadly we must admit that He's the one person we spend the least amount of time with and the one we know the least about. If you looked at just a few things the Holy Spirit has been tasked with, you will quickly notice these have to do with securing our salvation and enhancing our sanctification. It seems of the three persons in the Godhead, It is the Spirit who works the closest with us, and yet He is the one we tend to keep at arm's length, distant, and aloof. Here are some key roles the Holy Spirit plays in our lives while residing in us. The Holy Spirit helps us understand God's Word and applies it to our life. John 14.26 The Spirit guides us into truth and helps us discern right from wrong. John 16.13 the Holy Spirit produces fruit in our lives like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Galatians 5:22 and 23. The Holy Spirit empowers and equips us with spiritual gifts for ministry, 1 Corinthians 12:4 through11. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness and intercedes for us in prayer. Romans 8. 26 and 27. The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, giving us an assurance of our salvation. Romans 8:16. The Holy Spirit seals believers for the day of redemption. Ephesians 1:13 and 14. The Holy Spirit comforts believers in times of need. Acts 9:31. The Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin, righteousness and judgment. John 16.8. The Holy Spirit fills believers for service by empowering them to speak the Word of God with boldness. Acts 4.31. And the Holy Spirit reveals the deep things of God to believers. 1 Corinthians 2.10. And the list goes on. Notice these are not the things the Father or the Son does in us, but the Spirit. And it's a shame that we know so little of the Spirit compared to what we know about the Father and the Son. But all that can change today. Let me give you 15 steps to build a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit. Deep intimacy with the Holy Spirit comes through continually yielding control of our lives to Him and responding to His work within us. The more we surrender to Him, the more we learn to recognize His leadings, promptings, and His voice. And the more we obey Him, The more we acknowledge our dependence on Him and the closer He becomes to us. Like with any relationship, it grows with time. The more time you spend with the Holy Spirit, the more you will get to know Him as much, if not better, than you do the Father and the Son. It is really that simple, but it takes a commitment on your part to make it happen. So let me share 15 ways to help build a closer relationship with the Spirit. Number one, begin with a simple conversation. Start by speaking to the Spirit as you would a friend. Tell him what's on your heart and confess to him if this process of praying to him seems strange. Remember, he is God and he already knows, and there's nothing you will say that will surprise him. Number two, develop a habit of thanking him for his work and gifts in your life. Recognize the Spirit's activity in your life, such as bringing you comfort, wisdom, power, discernment, etc. And when you pray, don't make it generic by saying God or Lord. Thank the Spirit specifically by name for what He has done for you, and remember that He alone brings transformation in your life. Number three, ask Him to reveal more of Himself to you. Pray for greater knowledge, awareness, openness, and intimacy with the Spirit. Ask Him to become as close to you as Jesus and the Father, and if you ask, He will respond. Number four, rely on His guidance every moment and show Him how dependent you are on Him. Seek the Spirit's directions in all things, big and small, and thank Him specifically for the guidance He brings. Number five. Share some personal testimonies of His activity in your life and your awareness of Him. Tell others how the Spirit has guided, helped, or empowered you, and be specific. If it was the Spirit who empowered you, then give thanks to the Spirit. Number 6. Meditate on His name and attributes in Scripture, such as Counselor, Comforter, or Spirit of Truth. When you reflect on verses describing the Spirit's nature— you will soon begin to see His personality emerge from the Scriptures, and when you do, it changes everything about your relationship with Him. Number 7. Thank Him for letting you bear His fruit and for producing His godly traits in you. Express your gratitude to Him for your growth in love, joy, peace, etc., and acknowledge your dependence on Him for your continued growth. Remember they are His fruit, the fruit of the Spirit— that He graciously allows us to manifest in our lives. Number 8. Ask Him to reveal any sins that you need confessing or relationships that need restoring. Pray for His conviction and your courage to make things right. Be quick to repent and forgive, and eliminate anything hindering, grieving, or quenching your fellowship with the Spirit. Number 9. Respond immediately when you sense His presence and guidance. Act quickly when the Spirit prompts your spirit. Don't dismiss His gentle whispers, and be sure to act before the urgency fades, because it ultimately will. Number 10. Worship the Spirit. Yes, you heard that right. Profess your praises directly to Him for who He is and what He does. After all, as God, the Holy Spirit is also worthy of your praise and devotion. Number 11. Take time to be still and hear His voice. Create space in your life to listen to the Spirit's promptings and for His voice when you read Scripture. If you don't make the time for Him, you'll miss the joy of His presence. Number 12. Write down your conversations or encounters with Him and record what He tells you. Note how He's stretching and maturing your faith and conforming you to the image of Christ. Over time, you will see how the Spirit has been moving in your life all along, even before you are aware of it, and it will grow your faith more than you can imagine. Number thirteen, before you make any decisions, ask Him to guide you and make His wisdom clear. Seek the Spirit's directions in all things and wait for His green light. As Oswald Chambers said, never run before God gives you His direction. If you have the slightest doubt, then He is not guiding. Whenever there is doubt, wait. Number 14. Imagine experiencing His presence when you read Scripture about Him empowering believers, like in the book of Acts. Visualize the Spirit's activity as you read His word. Imagine how you would have been impacted if you were there in the pages of Scripture. Then expect Him to move likewise in your life. And number fifteen, if you don't have a strong sense of His presence, tell Him about it and ask Him to increase your revelation of Himself. Share honestly your desire for greater closeness with Him, and rest assured, He will give you what you ask, for it is His will to reveal more of Himself and the Father and the Son to you. But this leaves us with one pressing question. How does my life change when I grow in my relationship with the Holy Spirit? As we grow closer to the Spirit, He progressively conforms us to the image of Christ, which is the goal of our sanctification. We partner with Him in the process of sanctification as we, on our part, yield more control of our lives to Him, and He, on His part, bears His fruit in us, renews our mind, produces Christ-like virtues, and releases His gifts through us for others. He gives us a new hunger for His Word, convicts us of sinful patterns, comforts us in sorrow, intercedes on our behalf beyond our understanding, seals our salvation, and guarantees our inheritance in Christ by His continual presence in us. What an amazing gift to have the very presence of God dwelling in us in the person of the Holy Spirit. And as we yield more of ourselves to His control, He changes us from within and partners with us in this lifelong process of being reshaped into the image of Jesus Christ. Remember, the Christian life was never meant to be lived in our own power. With the Holy Spirit within us, we have access to the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. He wants to operate through us, transforming us into vessels that overflow with divine fruit gifts, power, and godly character traits. So why do we hold back from giving control of everything to Him? Why not surrender your life to the Holy Spirit today, totally, wholeheartedly, without reservation, and watch what He can do to a life fully devoted to Him? As D.L. Moody once said, The world has yet to see what God can do with a man fully consecrated to Him by God's help, I aim to be that man. Let us make the same commitment today by surrendering our lives totally to the Holy Spirit. Are you ready to experience the abundant life Jesus promised? Then what are you waiting for? Let's do it today.